and welcome to the show. Tonight, I was a guest on Quite Frankly with my friend Frank. We talked all the latest news events, plus there was an interesting game of who are you picking for your nuclear fallout shelter at the end. If you like what you hear, and I hope that you will, check out quitefrankly.tv for all things Quite Frankly. And remember, Frank is co-hosting the Sunday show with me this week while Blonde is on her Japanese vacation, so find us Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. It's been a while. It's been a very, very long while. Actually, it's been since, uh, I think, um, election night. Matt Christensen joins us. What's going on, Matt? How you been? Thanks for having me back. That's right. It was the simul stream. So it has been uh, a little bit. I am, uh, I'm just disappointed I missed the the, low, the Lauren Boebert boob grab analysis. And you're going to make oh, me no, talk no, no, about no. serious oh, no, stuff. Please. By all means, <laughs> uh, I, this ha- this is this needs to be delved into. I mean, what, what are we going to do here? Well, I don't know. So I guess I just led myself there. I don't actually want to talk about that. I just you know, <laughs> you, you've well, made all the crucial points. That's all. Tell me about her 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 choice of date. Everybody said, "Oh my, ah. this guy is a Democrat. He owns a a like a drag bar or something like that." Is this uh, is this just one of those a Yankee and a Red Sox fan go out one night to? Have a little bit of a, uh, you know, I don't know, a, a tense evening of whatever. Yeah, I, heard, I heard what you were saying about opposites attract. And I, I certainly think there's some truth to that. I think uh, in my own marriage, there's a lot of truth to that. But there's diff- I think there's a difference in personality traits that complement each other versus uh, conflicts of values, you might say. So I don't know. I, I think it is fair to question the degree to which she potentially agrees with this guy, I suppose, since it. She is a politician, after all, and I guess if she's literally getting in bed with this man, is it strictly uh, for fun, or is there, I don't, are there some ideological things to it? I don't know. That's co- Colorado's got some questions to ask themselves out there, um, but you know, it it is pretty interesting how this there's so many sexual things popping up right now between uh russell brand i saw him getting accused over the weekend i think that is uh that's pretty interesting you want to talk about a guy who is you know you know the the, the a clear-cut commie no doubt about it but this uh, as far as free speech goes and being um being critical of pharmaceutical companies and military industrial complex influence on the way that the world is going right now. I mean, it doesn't matter where you lean uh, ideologically. Once you, once you step into those bear traps, you're cut off from the herd. They got this, they got Tim Ballard. I mean, it's just like a, a week of, of sexual accusation now. Uh, yeah. Well, I suppose maybe that's more common than we realize that we don't like that guy anymore. Go get him with the, uh, the sexual allegation. And if you read about the details of those allegations, they a lot of them fall into the usual category of he sexually assaulted me or he raped me. Uh, I continued to see him for months afterward until I found him with another woman. And that was the final straw. It wasn't the sexual assault. that was the final straw. It was that he was sexually assaulting someone else. Uh, yeah. It's But I, I thought the reporting in that Sunday Times story was interesting. First of all, they acknowledged that these women were only interested in speaking after the reporters had coaxed it out of them. So that was admitted in the story. And and the reporting also said that um, these women thought it was appropriate to speak now because of Russell Brand's newfound prominence. And I'm thinking, newfound? Like, this guy has been... He was a movie star 10 years ago when this supposedly happened. That's why you wanted to go to his house or his apartment in the first place. It's not the prominence that has changed. It's maybe the nature of the prominence. Yeah. But 
what is it that's different about the prominence now that made this the appropriate time? I'd like a little more elaboration on that. Yeah. I, have you been able to, I mean, you do the Sunday night stream, but mm-hmm. uh, have you and Blonde been able to uh, talk about this? What has she been saying? Yeah, we went through it in pretty good detail last night and we went through the allegations uh, in full. And and so uh, there, there are four of them mostly. Uh, there are kind of some sub accusations in there. <laughs> One of the ones they just go through quickly was, hey, I went, in, I, I worked with Russell Brand. I went into his office or his dressing room or whatever it was, and he flashed me and made a joke that I should provide certain services to him. And I thought it was offensive and so awful. So I stormed away. Later, I had a consensual relationship with him, though. <laughs> that kind of so I, I, I hate it, but it planted a seed and damn him for doing so. I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. So I figured maybe he was onto something. No, I mean, we just went through them in detail and and um, and I don't I don't think I have to be overly critical I just have to read the Sunday Times reporting themselves. They they are t- they're telling us these women were the ones who wrangled them up, were the ones who told them what we would like them to say or what we hope they come forward and say. And um, one thing I was not aware of uh, last night when we did the stream that I heard today, there are video clips around of other women who say, yeah, uh, Sunday Times came to me because I had been public about a relationship with russell brand before and they said didn't he do all kinds of bad stuff to you and i said "Mm, no not really we don't talk much anymore but he was uh he was mostly nice to me not interested in that story that Mm -hmm. lady don't care uh only want the ones that we can make something salacious out of i saw that uh i saw that this morning it was one i i don't know who it was but it's just um it's just the nature of the beast right now there's really I don't know. I, I I don't know where to go with it all anymore, uh, Matt. That's why I talk to a lot of um, I talk to a lot of uh, clairvoyance, and I want to jump into the world of the the unseen and and uh, shadow people and whatever the hell else because this is getting nuts. There, there, there's not even you know we used to say that there's a, the trapping of decorum, the trappings of decorum. Uh, you know, putting lipstick on a pig. Now they are literally getting rid of the dress code in the Senate so that you can show up in. In your plaid pajamas if you wanted to it's just there's nothing so even the illusion of of class is gone now maybe we can see some kind of bobert fetterman crossover like she could wear her night out gown or her jammies or whatever i would love to see her show up in a red teddy <laughs> and 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 uh and fetterman shows up yeah. in his basketball shorts yeah uh <laughs> you know there. The thing about Fetterman, I had this when we were streaming last night, I had this weird moment because we were going through some of the reactions to the impeachment stuff. You got Schumer and Pelosi. They they can't believe that the integrity of the institution has been violated by this impeachment inquiry into Biden. And it's like, okay, I mean, nobody believes you. But then you got Fetterman just going, oh, oh, no, not that. Please, no. And someone asked him about the impeachment. And I thought, you know. That that guy may be mentally handicapped, but that is an authentic piece of mockery. And I respect that. I thought yeah. Fetterman actually uh, was comparatively good in that particular scene. So maybe yeah. he's onto something, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the, the thing is with that response and I saw that, too, I, and I actually replayed that one, Matt. I replayed that one a couple of times because you know, when when it comes down to people like John Fetterman, and I never, and I always say I never really knew anything about him prior to him getting injured, and then and then that that farce of a campaign uh, a year or so ago, and I'm looking at it and I'm just like it's almost like morbid fascination. I, mean, I want to just watch his his mannerisms again, and because he's been reduced to such a childlike state. 
almost. And what came out of him was just so it was like a child who has has really not developed his social timing just yet. <laughs> Well, you that's know, why it was such a fascinating scene is like, is he funny or is this uh, mental limitations at play? You can't. It's really hard to decipher. That was yeah. the entertainment factor. I know. Uh, have, have you sorry to interrupt? Have you followed the controversy about his the change of his facial hair? The facial hair I saw, we went from the little chin cap. We had the goatee at one point. Then there was just like the the mustache. Almost all, it almost seemed like he was going for a Fu Manchu. I actually thought that he looked most presentable with the mustache, to be honest. Supposedly, uh, because he he just went to the uh, picket line with the UAW in in Michigan, and people. What happened was he showed up in Michigan, and there's a photo. Supposedly, he showed up with just the goatee again, like this morning or over the weekend. Hmm. When he had the mustache like late last week, although I'm told that the photo that they used to show him at the UAW place was actually an old photo from like 2022. But then there's the question of if Fetterman showed up for the UAW picket line, why would you use an old photo of him from 2022? So there are all kinds of weird things going on with that facial hair. He went from either he went from mustache to goatee on like, I don't know, three days uh, growth somehow or. Um, or, uh, they're using old photos of him for reasons unexplained, you know, you know, the only thing that has ma- remained the same is the, uh, the, the, there's like a little bit of a twist in his nose. Hmm. Other than that, we have gotten, we have gotten distorted faces, whether the length or the width, um, obviously the hair keeps changing. It's just, it's a very, very weird thing. And obviously he's been, you know, there was a stretch of time where he was just straight up ducking everybody because he was in a, a mental institution yeah. so i um I, I just really don't know and i think that whatever the hell they're doing to manage his public persona is really the, the least of what they have done over the years with many other people whether it be clones doubles or i mean i do you remember some of the tracking of the anomalies with with ruth bader ginsburg uh i, I don't know that i followed that i guess i assume there were theories that she had a body double that that would be the case or what what were the theories or what was the evidence oh there was just there was so much i I, i'm trying to now i'm trying to think of what the biggest ones were um definitely doubles i think it might have been height it might have been posture um there was other things man i'm gonna look into this i'm gonna get it uh i have i know i have some old archive stuff but that was a huge 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 thing for us I mean, everybody looks like Ruth Bader Ginsburg when you get old enough. I mean, she, Larry <laughs> King, could you put a if you put a uh, a wig on Larry King, he could have been Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Don't everybody. forget the neck thing. What is the name of the thing on the top of the robes? I always forget that. You know that ornate thing, that little uh, fancy. Yeah, what whatever it's called, it, the netting or webbing or <laughs> little uh, white doily thing. You gotta have. Collar? I don't know. Yeah, you're like it's like like a collar doily. Yes. Yeah, put that on Larry King, and it, it probably would look pretty close. I think you're right. You know, that's another thing. Have you ever contemplated, speaking of Larry King, you ever think about all the people, all the people who would have gotten their own moments of silence, their own weeks of remem- remembrances on television, all the celebrities, sports heroes, people that have just died over the last three years that um, that amounted to nothing but a couple of passing headlines? Uh, Larry King's hmm. one of them. You, 
do think that that would be a, a pretty big day in in uh, in in television morning and all that stuff. But uh, we just didn't have time for anything that we used to do to honor the lost. Nobody gave a damn when Bob Barker died. Just no. uh, just recently. And as someone who saw the prices right regularly when I was a young man, you know, at home during the during the summer, not in school, whatever. Uh, yeah. Bob Barker deserved better. Made it to ninety nine. You know, so what did someone say? Like he went as close to a dollar as he could without going over. That was Bob Barker. Oh, the spirit that was a of good that man. Spirit. Yeah. A good spin of the wheel there. Yeah. Uh, did, did you see when he died, though? Um, it, it triggered a big, big wave of Mandela effect. And hmm. there were people who swore that they had, they, they, they remember him dying at least one time before. Um, ah. There are some people out there making, making, uh, I forgot what the proof was. Some people had some foot, this physical proof, like a relic of a different timeline that stayed behind that he had died at least once in the last 10 years. And, you know, I don't, I don't think I ever remember him dying. I just remember him getting very old and going away. Um, I don't I don't know, but, uh, do, do you, you don't have any false memories of anybody dying. Do you? Mm, I don't No, I suppose not. I mean, he was, to your point, he was a very old man who kind of faded away. So when someone fades from public prominence in that way, you may just be under the false impression that he's dead by virtue of his absence, I suppose. But, I guess I haven't thought about that. I, and I I hadn't thought about the deaths of prominent people that aren't getting a lot of attention. Of course, we have all like in a way, there's a lot there's kind of the opposite too. that. There's a lot of scrutiny on deaths of not necessarily celebrities or high profile people. But because there's so much scrutiny on dying suddenly, you'll see all kinds of reports of that like. You know, this guy was 35 and an athlete and he's gone. This guy was 40 and in otherwise good health and he's gone. Um, so I, I, like, are there just a lot of deaths to report on? Are, are people getting buried in the death news? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, even even, uh, you know, uh, Titans, cultural sports Titans like Hank, Hank Aaron hmm. gone, you know, things like when that. Did he, to your point, when did he die? I wasn't I didn't even I don't even remember. I believe that was 2021. Okay. I think I'll have to look it up. Hank Aaron, yeah, Hank Aaron was 2021. Of course, they all had a lot of different rumors attached to it. Uh, Ed, well, Ed Asner was 91 years old, and then uh, Peter Aykroyd, uh, Ned Beatty. Uh, let's see here. I don't know him. Kevin, who's Kevin Clark? I don't know. There's a lot. That, well, obviously, there's a lot. Of, oh, I forgot. Dustin Diamond died. No. Oh, yeah. Screech. Yeah, yeah, I know. But there wasn't that was that drugs? I don't I think he might have had some kind of illness. That was within the last couple of years. I remember that. And he was not uh he was not old at all, obviously. DMX died in 2021. Uh, uh who was the other yeah, I guess that is who for some reason I was thinking there was another prominent rapper, but no, that must have been him. Or wasn't he the guy who forecasted his own death when he said like I he said something to the effect of like I know stuff and they're gonna get me, and then he died. Or was that somebody else? I don't know. I don't know. Now, now you got me curious about that. Uh, am I confusing him with someone else? Or was I it Coolio? Know. Am I thinking Coolio? Coolio, that he was 2022. Okay. And and that was something else there, too. That's what you're talking about. 
That is a um, that's a big one. He was found in a uh, a friend's bathroom or something like that. But it was around the time that he was coming out and talking uh, big things about uh, child welfare, if you know what I mean, and things yeah. like that. So um, that, I, I always thought that that was a lot more that was interesting to look into. I mean, but the, yeah, twenty twenty one, a lot of people, a lot of people went, and then twenty two, even more. And uh, but you know, anyway. I'll uh, we can we can dig into that some other time. Let me ask you about this uh, this this plane. Uh, have any fun? Did you have any? We had a a Chinese balloon pass over you That's earlier true. on in the year. Yeah. Um, any rogue planes or anything like that in I, the meantime? I no, I have not seen any unidentified aircraft uh, or any downed aircraft, and I don't really know much about the story other than it's it's just what the military is saying. A guy ejected, and the plane is missing. Is that? Is there more to it or what's the, yeah, well, what are the they couldn't find it. Apparently debris has been recovered in a field two hours north of Charleston after this, this pilot ejected on Sunday. So mm-hmm. it took about a, a day for them to find it all, which is the crazy thing about it because it's like, you know, the most technological, at least publicly known aircraft that we have in our uh, military. And it just took so long. Everybody's like, do you know anybody? Have you seen it? Like it was a dog or something like that. Like it's a Shih Tzu that had run away in the mall. It's just, (laughs) you're wondering what the hell's happening there, but uh, they seem to have been recovering some debris now. So it might, it might, the search might be over soon. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess that was, uh, they found, they recovered that quicker than the balloon, I guess. So that's good news. I got a lot of emails at the time, people actually asking me if I had seen the balloon, because you're right, it crossed over Montana, and we have fairly clear skies around here, but it was too far east of me. It was not, like, directly under the balloon's path, unfortunately. Oh, so you didn't? You didn't? No, I didn't. Um, The guy who saw it, though, the guy who first spotted it is, like, two hours east of me, straight down I-90. So, in theory, uh, it, it would have been spottable if I was a little bit eastward. Yeah, that was naked eye. That was yeah. naked eye stuff right there. Oh man, was that this February? Uh, it was around that. It was earlier this year. Yeah, it must have been around that yeah. time. It wasn't yeah. last year. It, it's just crazy. You want to talk about time? You want to talk about Mandela effect and whether or not what we're living through is really actually happening? I, I feel like every year, for as quick as it goes by, the fact that we are a stone's throw away from the holidays right now again. The fact that we're that close to that, it still feels like this year has been three years into one. Last year was three years in one, but it still goes by fast. There is a a hurry up and wait mentality, or, you know, feeling aura to everything right now. I I uh, I'm enjoying it to be honest, but it is also a little a little uh, a little confusing. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, are, yeah, are you saying things are? Well, I guess. Do I interpret that to mean that things are developing more slowly or more quickly? How do you mean that? At the same, that's the thing. It's the same. It's at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're 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 thumbing our way through the pages of the of every calendar year, but there is such a, a saturation. I would say such a, an oversaturation of every day, every passing moment. There is just something going on. I mean, like we said, how we opened up over here the frivolous headlines of the last couple of days of this one in a dark theater, this one with a chatterbait account, uh, this one with all the girlfriends who, who may or may not have wanted to be touched at first, but did so later. I mean, it's just, it, it, we, this is just 
a month's worth of nonsense into a couple of days. And then we get another couple of days where you get another month's worth of nonsense. So days are going by, but we're dealing with months worth of information. Most, most of it is, is dizzying and ridiculous. So it creates almost like a, of a, like a cyclone effect where you, you could get pummeled into into the shore like you're 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 messing around on the on the in a beach or something and a wave just takes you and just you don't know which way is up yeah you gotta have some grounding you must have a lot of easy ways to ground yourself up there obviously you've got the baby and number two is on the way too. december second boy is coming yeah so happy for you man so you're gonna have two brothers running around soon that's the best yeah we're we're very excited and uh young calvin our first boy um, he just turned two and, and, and the words are kind of coming out now. I'm a very proud father because basically the only word in his vocabulary is no. And that is a great word to have. Uh, even when he applies it to mom and dad, I'm not a huge fan of that, obviously, but I like the word. We don't use the word no enough. And so for him to have a confident use of that word, I think is a good, is a good thing. But yeah, he, um, he will have uh, a younger brother to beat up on very soon. And that's good because he's at that stage where he's kind of beating up, beating up on mom right now, trying to body slam that pregnant belly and stuff. He's get, trying yeah, to get ahead know. of it. I know. I, yeah. I lo- <laughs> so, so aside from being relatively removed from all the nonsense, has this, how has this enriched your life as far as being given you a, a, an exit from from everything, because I'll tell you, it's been therapeutic for me. It's kept me afloat, uh, Aurora and family life at home and, and just oh, yeah. you know, immersing in that. And we're a lot closer to uh, several ground zeros. So uh, it must be really, really like a staycation for you a lot of times. Uh, yeah, this topic comes up on our stream a lot because, of course, there's a lot of disaffected young men. And I understand why, you know, it wasn't long ago when I was in the dating market, like five years ago. And it was a completely depressing and seemingly futile effort where it's just like uh, the endless sea of women who demand everything and deliver nothing. And and it's very frustrating, not to mention they have a, a, a whole host of backward values that you're not confident you could build a family with in the first place. But so this that that's the reason that it comes up a lot for us. I think there's a lot of uh, men who are discouraged by the state of trying to find a woman to build a family with right now. But every time it comes up, I mean, uh, I try to, I try to convince people who are down on their luck or feeling discouraged. All it takes is one. You just got to find the one. And, and I promise it's worth it as I'm sure you have uh, learned yourself too. It's like um, if you're feeling black pilled, you're feeling like the state of the world is just uh, pointless. You have no purpose in your life. I promise you a wife and kid is going to give you the purpose that you seek. And if you don't have faith in the future today, your children are going to force that upon you. And it's a very good thing. You know, I think people shy away from family or or children for fear of the responsibility. But I will tell you, um, I've never been a better man and accomplished more things for my family than I have in the last two years. And that's because of our son and our next son and hopefully more after that. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Like you, you, you can't be completely depressed when you have a family that depends on you. They, they're going to demand your best every day. And that's good for you too. Absolutely. And I think you said, you put that really, really well. I know that there's been I saw a lot of, a lot of videos popping up of, of uh, certain types of salty women who are commenting on this trend of men going outside of the United States to find a wife. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's happening a lot more. They'll just, they'll leave the country 
to go to just immerse themselves in a uh, another culture that is uh, th- that still has their head screwed on right. And uh, you know, he said, "Oh well, well, is this one of those Russian bride things? Are you just dipping into Thailand to uh, pick up a woman, or or are you really going? How do you how do you form a bond?" So a lot of people are just leaving the country and spending time in another country to um, to to pick up to pick up and find a, a, a wife material, a real real relationship, and uh, it's it's working out if you, if you have the ability to go and and travel. Um, I, I know that some people have done that because it's a, it's a trend that is at least strong enough that's being reported on more and more. Yeah, I, I can't blame guys who decide that is the path that they want to take. And honestly, I think for any guy, I would say that that is a more advisable path than giving up entirely and sort of resigning to being a, a single man without a family for the rest of your life. Of course, I'm not thrilled about the prospect that brings for our country, that when when we have men who are actually interested in building traditional families – and becoming producers for society in that way. And and they can't find that that production here. They can't find that lifestyle here. They have to go elsewhere. Eventually, uh, we're going to run out of quality people and quality families in our country. I know we got a lot of people to work with right now. But you don't build uh, a great society and a great country by exporting that sort of thing. I don't say that with blame for the guys who are doing that. I fully understand why they would. Um, but it does make me a little bit concerned for where we're heading as a country, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so when is uh, when is uh, boy number two due? Uh, December eighteenth. But he, oh. just like his brother, is is measuring very large. So, I uh, our first boy was three weeks early because I think he just ran out of room, and uh, <laughs> I think this boy's going to run out of room too. So, it's probably more like uh, Thanksgiving than Christmas. I bet. Yeah. Oh, Lil. she's she's putting the work in over here that's great that's great how's she loving how's she loving motherhood oh you can you can just see it's 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 one of the greatest things about it's one of the greatest pieces of manhood is watching the interaction between your children and their mother Mm -hmm. and it's it you can see in our son i'm sure you see it in your daughter uh the interaction between Child and father and child and mother is so drastically different, you know, I mean, he he trips and falls and he gets hurt. He looks at me. He's going to get like a laugh and like, I'm not helping you, dude. You got to learn the hard way. And he runs over to mom and, and you know, mom's going to kiss where it hurts and all that. So um, but but he also, know, you know, it's like anytime there's something serious, like a disciplinary matter, uh, a matter or like a danger that he needs to pay attention to. As soon as I get firm with him, he knows and he'll listen. Mom tries to get firm with him. It's a joke. He laughs in her face, you know, and these yeah. are not, these are not things that we conditioned into him. Obviously we would, I'd like him to obey his mom just as well as he obeys me. But at his young age, he doesn't necessarily. There's just something inherent about the way the child interacts with mother and father that are different and complementary. in the same way. I can't nurture him like his mom can. I can't comfort him in the same way I can provide for him. I can teach him the rules of the road to make sure that he doesn't get his ass kicked when he walks out in the street. Um, but those roles are, are are different things. I can't do what his mom does. She can't do what I can. And, and both of those pieces are necessary. It's so it's so cool to watch to to just see to 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 see those two interacting and know it's I, to, to to see the fulfillment in my wife, obviously, but to see that interaction between them that is so different than my own interaction with my own son. It's true. 
It's 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 uh, it's great. You know, the other thing you can observe a lot by watching like National Geographic now to watch how uh, f- families of animals, even just like pride of lions or anything like that, you could see uh, these amazing parallels between human family um, family units and and, uh, and and just wild animals out there testing the limits who's uh you know who's the, the the provider who is the 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 one that is going to have their authority challenged one day the young lions becoming the old lions it's, it's just uh it's really a, a, an incredible thing and again reminders that we're not separate from it all we're we're really really deeply connected to it um you know what i want to do right now i'm going to uh i'm going to bounce off of youtube and I'm going to uh, mute you just for a second. We'll be back in about 20 seconds. I want to do one thing with you here, uh, Matt, and that is a article, an article that I have found uh, from World Net Daily. I did a little bit on this uh, this morning. Did you hear about these fifth graders that have been uh, they, they've been uh, made to do this to do this exercise in class? To pick who to save from a nuclear holocaust. Have you heard about this? <laughs> no, that's news to me. All right. Good. I'm going to read it with you, and okay. we're going to figure out who we're saving and who we're leaving behind. Sure. And uh, and that'll be uh, that'll all be all she wrote for tonight. I can't and Matt, you'll remember everybody. Matt Christensen's website. Uh, Matt, you have mattchristensen.com. What do you have? Uh, yes. Well, actually, I don't have mattchristensen.com because some other Matt Christensen out there stole it. So, quick aside, I promise the story is worth it. MattChristensenMedia.com is where you find all my stuff, and my name is long. It's Christian, like the religion. S E N. All right. A few weeks ago on the stream, I noted uh, the comedy that is, uh, was it GoDaddy? I think it was GoDaddy. They were offering .gay subdomains. It was Pride Month, I think. So you could, you could have .gay. And so <laughs> we were all joking about what the best .gay websites would be because this is a Pride Month exercise. I wasn't mocking. I was just, uh, you know, honoring the month. And so someone in the audience actually obtained mattis.gay. And it it just goes straight to my website. So there's comedy there, but there's also utility because my URL is long and my name is hard to spell. I've just embraced it. If you want to find my stuff, Matt is gay. You can find it. There. Oh my god! Hold on, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna test it right now. Yeah, it's it's 100 true. This is Matt is dot gay. It'll go straight to it. Good God! It is <laughs> it is it is real. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, Matt is dot gay or Matt Christensen media dot com. Uh, most of you watch him on uh, on YouTube and you are also on Rumble as we well, are, right? Yeah, my channel is on Rumble. We do our stream on Rumble. So uh, and Rumble has been great. Uh, in fact, I think it's about half our audience is watching over on Rumble now. So that has been slowly transitioning over time. And that's great to see. See, that's what we're trying to do right now, because I'm getting I'm getting uh, community strikes for PG rated um, conversations I'm having with uh, with with wow, who I thought would be completely uncontroversial guests like George Norrie. So mm. I this is my first night back from a week suspension last yeah. week. And we just want to make sure everybody knows, quite frankly, TV or Rumble or any of the others. We'll be right back with Matt Christensen to wrap this one up. Don't go anywhere. It's going to be a lot of fun. Don't worry, Franklies. That's not the end of the show. You can watch the rest of it now. Switch over to quitefrankly.tv, Rumble, Theta, Rockfin, and more. Switch over now, and we'll see you there.
All right. And how simple was that? How simple was that? We're back, but just not on YouTube. And something's got to give, and this is what's given. All right. Um, so, Matt, listen to this. Let's just jump right in. Can I find, uh, can I find the story? I want to read along, by the way. Where yes, do I yes. find it? Here, hold on. Let me get this over to you on, on the chat over here. Oh, yeah, Where's we could do it that way. Hold on. There you go. You get that? Uh, yep, I can open that. Okay. Great. Let's do this together. Here's the headline. Hold on, put you up on screen with me. Okay. Fifth graders made to pick who to save, homosexual architect or retired prostitute. The, 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 the character descriptors are the greatest things here about this. But listen, a teacher at Howard B. Matlin Middle School in New York was temporarily removed from her position on Tuesday after giving fifth grade students, remember these are 10-year-olds, a controversial homework assignment that asked them to choose who to save in a disaster. ABC 7 New York reported Mandy Beater, who is a track coach and teacher at Long Island School, gave students a list of 10 individuals to choose from uh, choose from on Monday and asked them to pick six people who they would let into a fallout shelter in the event of a nuclear attack. According to ABC 7, options included a police officer with a gun who has, quote, multiple charges of brutality pending against him, end quote. A retired prostitute, a musician who was, quote, previously addicted to cocaine, a homosexual architect, a pregnant 16-year-old. Now, we're going to get into the, the full list over here. I think it's inappropriate, Mike Salmon, a resident of the area, told News 12 Long Island. There's no need to ask children who they let die in a situation and also put in their sexual preference, their charges against them. They're uh, they're talking about weapons. They're talking about all these different types of things that shouldn't be brought into this classroom. Matt, what is your first impressions on this before we get into the details? Well, I at uh, on a service level, I feel like I get what they're getting at, which is we're trying to give these kids people who have theoretical positives and negatives. And we're going to see how they evaluate like a police officer is probably good at stopping threats, but this guy also is violent apparently. So there's risk in how he might behave. What's interesting about the homosexual architect is if I'm following that reasoning, that would imply that homosexuality is his fault or his danger, I suppose, which I don't think is the intended message of the school, but that's how that reads at least to me. Um, and then there's the pregnant 16 year old where I guess her strength is youth. I, I mean, I don't know in a survival situation that strikes me as a lot of liability, but yeah, uh, here's the, here's the thing now I, I needed more information on this for some reason, this, um, the, what I was looking at over here from world net daily didn't give us the full, the full scenario. There's 10 people and I wanted to get, uh, and I don't know why the hell it's not in here. So um, let me see if there's uh, if there's another place I can click through to so you can get, wait, fifth grade, deeply appropriate. Okay, so here, okay, here are the choices. I finally found them. Great. A 16-year-old pregnant girl, a police officer with multiple charges of brutality pending against him, pending against him, and he has a gun. Matt, that's very, very bad. Number three, a 38-year-old retired prostitute. She's 38. Um. 75-year-old priest, a 35-year-old sterile female doctor, okay, and uh, six and seven, a husband and a wife. They refuse to be separated. He is a lawyer. She is an alcoholic. 
Okay. A 31-year-old homosexual architect, a 50-year-old musician previously addicted to cocaine. They don't say whether or not that musician is male or female. That would be, uh, then again, they're not, they're beyond, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know. And a 28-year-old drifter with no apparent skills. I don't know if that's a male or female either. You can only let six people in the nuclear fallout shelter, Matt. Mm-hmm. What is your reasoning here? You know what? <laughs> you're going to challenge this. me to make my picks? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. No, and, and I guess this is, the, this is the reason why it was so upsetting to people is because yeah. it's essentially you, the whole basis of this is a death panel. And you ah. have to set up a death panel for the reasons of, I mean, you only have so much food in this nuclear fallout shelter. And when you come out, you're probably going to be part of a very select group of people in a couple of months that need to maybe repopulate the earth or start building back up from what you had to just to reconstitute something that is uh that resembles a civilization so yeah i guess i hadn't thought about that premise you're right i hadn't thought of it in the in the with the idea that the people i don't select are all but sentenced to die because of the, the situation so that makes it maybe a little tougher um but i have to pick six you're saying you have to pick six okay and and I want to see what the, the audience comes up with in the second half after we uh, after we sign off and I go to intermission. I'll, I'll have the audience call in with their picks, too. Well, I'm going to make my evaluations probably based on skill. I think you could there's a couple pieces to evaluate here. There's the skills that are presented. Of course, there are there are, there are the possible liabilities, too. But there's also the ages. Some people maybe want to be more charitable in how they make their selections and say, well, maybe it's more important that I help somebody younger to survive than somebody who's older and has lived a good life up to this point. Mm-hmm. I, I am more interested in people with skills that can help us survive in the post-bomb world or whatever's going on here. So my picks... I'm definitely taking the cop. I understand that he has uh, potentially a brutality problem, but we're going to need a gun to protect ourselves. We're going to need a gun. He's pick number one. Uh, I'm definitely going to take the doctor, even though she's a a 35-year-old sterile female doctor. All right, I'm taking the doctor because I'm going to need some sort of medical skill in this scenario. Yep. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) The homosexual architect. I mean, I don't know if we're going to need architectural design. Um, yeah, that's the thing. It, it, does the arch- is the architect is not usually the builder. Yeah, you know. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure that they they understand how the sausage is made. Uh, no, uh, no pun intended. Yeah, but um, but I I don't I, I don't know. Now, if you can get the 31 homosexual architect to forget, okay, forget about all the architect stuff, sir. Yeah. Uh, we we you still have viable sperm. You need to copulate with one of these women. Then ah, you also have to have all the women be be willing to to you know bring forth a new. <laughs> I already picked the sterile doctor though, so I'm out on that. Like the the homosexual architect yeah, is out in my opinion. You need a gun, and you need somebody who understands so, how to how to how to you know set up triage. To your so point, I, that presumably we need a future here. Um, I'm going to pick the husband and wife. So that's actually two picks according to this. Cause they're six and seven. I understand she's an alcoholic, but I'm going to guess that we're going to be pretty short on booze for a while. So clean it up lady. You have no choice. And I'm going to make that pick because of their potential for, uh, reproduction and the preservation of that family. But I also think that just because they're an intact family with, a, I think they're less likely to operate as sort of a lone wolf or like betray the group or all. I, I just think that, intact family might have some cohesion advantage 
So so they'll be my third and fourth. That leaves me two. Um, who else has practical skills here? The musician. Like, I don't know if I need entertainment. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm taking the wild card 28-year-old. Is he a guy? Is he a man? Or is he a woman? 28-year-old drifter with no apparent skills. If he's drifting, he has some skills. So I'm... But he's also sketchy and maybe not trustworthy. I'm taking him, and then I'm also taking the priest to tell me how I made all the wrong selections and I'm a bad guy because I'm clearly going to need some moral guidance and some uh, some lectures in faith. So those are my six. Okay, that's that's pretty good reasoning. Uh, you know, the more we, uh, the more I look at the police officer, the more I'm asking myself, how can we just take the gun? Hmm. How can we take the gun and leave him outside? You uh, I give them conditions. You're only a part of the group if we get the gun. Well, I, I don't know. It's like I don't want the police officer because in that kind of a scenario, who the hell? There is no law. I just need his gun. I, I, I don't. And if he is this, this brutal person, um, if he's got uh, anger issues, uh, there's a lot of issues there uh, statistically. And if they're actually true, uh, uh, you know, uh, proves to be true that this guy is a, a walking brute squad and he's got a bad temper. I don't want to be in a tight scenario with him in a bomb shelter for three months. Um, I just want his gun. What if it's Derek Chauvin? <laughs> Would you take Derek Chauvin? Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> we need his strong I, knees. We have lots I know. Of, we have lots of work yeah. to do. Yeah, I, I think I might be. That's my that's my biggest question right now is what to do with the police officer. All right, because there is no law at that point, but he's got a tool that we need uh, just for when the door finally opens and we got to go out there. It, I mean, we'll have, we'll have limited ammunition. We'll probably only have a couple of magazines. That's true. It doesn't even say anything about ammo, so I guess right. I sort of assumed that. Like he has a gun. Does he have bullets? Yeah, yeah. Because this is just totally pointless. All right. Well, at least you let the priest leave, uh, 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 stay in. I, I don't know. That's a, that's a good one right there. So what do you think overall? You and I, I just had some fun doing this exercise with you. It's almost like a, a little bit more in-depth FMK kind of a, um, kind of a, a game, only with 10 people instead of three. Mm. Um, so I, I like that it, it calls it some good conversation, but do you think that this is too inappropriate for fifth graders? Remember that's 10 years old. Yeah. If this was, uh, if I found out this was in my son's lesson plan, I mean, I, my biggest objection would be the evaluation of sexual identities as good or bad as part of the lesson plan. Um, those are conversations for my son and you know, my wife and and me to have so i i certainly would have some concerns about that yeah um that said though is this uh of all the many things going on in school these days with indoctrinating kids into certain beliefs about sexual identities and gender and all that i i probably would not rank this as highly as some of the other things like we just had the the california attorney general came out the other week and and is now going after a school district in Southern California that has a policy that says, Hey, if the kid's doing transgender stuff at school, uh, the parent has a right to know about that. Mm. The attorney general is saying that's unconstitutional under the California <laughs> constitution, citing a right to privacy. Now your kids, have, when they go to school, they have a right to privacy against you, the parent. So when I think of like the, the truly, major threats to the the parent child relationship that exists in the school i would rank this very low but if i found out this was in my son's lesson plan i would uh, i would have some questions about it yeah 
Oh, I mean, you know, they they are very averse to the um, to the word groomer because apparently they they don't like how well uh, it diagnoses what they are um, and what they do. This is exactly what what you're describing right there is grooming. I mean, this is I've talked about it before. I worked in gyms, YMCA's, personal training in in, in a number of different settings. And every place these days has sexual uh, harassment videos you have to watch every year it's the same video every year um in place in a place like the ymca where there's a lot of youth programs they talk about how to spot predators and child predation all of that and that is one of the key things that they always talk about is creating this sort of a an environment that 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 attaches the child that attaches the target the victim uh, to the abuser in a way where they they feel like they've been given some sort of an exclusive and uh, and really special relationship where you know they're they're able to use certain language around them or they've got a secret that and and this is a safe place away from the parents and that's exactly what they have set up wherever they have control of schools which is in most of the country especially in in you know cities larger than a village they um they have a situation set up where this stuff is constantly when you talk about identity it is constantly being delivered to children and it it just mixes many of their brains a lot of them are resilient to it they have a very stable home life they're able to 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 let it roll off their backs but other people who you know the, the children can be disaffected in so many different ways they you know insecurities that they don't even know that they have adults don't even know how to articulate what they're insecure about after a while but if you feel insecure if you're vulnerable about something you're in a much more suggestible state and and, and and when schools are so hyper fixated on this identity stuff, they're creating a place where these confusing concepts that are just swirling around and kind of feeding on each other and whatever. They, it, children are being encouraged that this is a safe place to talk about it. You know, your parents won't understand. This is where you want to have those those conversations. And yeah. if you want to pursue something in your life, like, I don't know, changing your identity then uh, you have the right to do that here and we will protect your privacy. It's it's such a manipulation and it is so, I mean, it's just so vicious. Well, and that, yeah, that is the language that the AG used at his press conference too. It was to California's LGBTQ youth, understand, I will protect you. I will <laughs> defend you. And it's like, yeah, from whom though? From the kid's dad, you weirdo. It's like if if some if some stranger at the park walked up to your kid and started maybe a poor choice of words, inserting himself between you and your child and coaching your kid. Like your dad thinks this and that, but I know that this is really the way things are. And you should believe me and trust me. If someone did that and sort of usurped your role with your child in that way, that in any other context, we'd call that person a predator, a creeper, just a weirdo that should be avoided. For some reason, the California AG puts on a suit and a California lapel pin and stands at the podium. And we're supposed to think like, oh, yeah, what a what a hero of uh, of the state of California, really looking out for the little guy or something like that. Um, and you, you start messing with that family relationship. You start severing parent and child. You will destroy society. Uh, there is. And I. I, I think a lot of that is intentional. You know, it's like you start messing with 
father, child and mother, child. And all of a sudden you create what a whole bunch of confused dependence on the state, a whole bunch of minions you can have dominion over. And, uh, I, it, I always try to, I always try to be good faith in my interpretation and understanding of people and try not to assign malice and evil and all of that. But these people who are going after kids, I don't know what word otherwise to use that, that, that speech that that guy gave at that podium was pure evil. I don't think he was just mistaken that he has good intentions. He's just uh, not really clear on how to implement them. He he's saying, I'm, I'm trying to take your kids away from you effectively. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's been a long, long time of that language being used. I remember maybe seven, eight, nine years ago, there was a couple of times that uh, some one government official or another used the term co-parenting. Hmm. And we start hearing that co-parenting popping up a lot more. We know that CPS has been a, a really destructive uh uh, appendage of the state for a long time. They don't actually care about children. Um, and, and of course, inside of every agency, you're going to have people who see the, um, the, the, the very public mission statement of wherever the hell they're working. And they, 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 maybe they, maybe they feel that way, you know, for, uh, forever, how many lawyers are out there that are, are carrying water for this, uh, this this terrible um, this terrible reset that everybody's trying to get underway all over the place. There's probably some who really want to do some good work. Same thing that goes with doctors. We saw how doctors were ostracized in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, trying to set themselves apart from what is uh, what has obviously got its uh, its talons into their their line of work and their 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 expertise is just it's um it's a sick thing. So um, when it, when it's a little bit easier to deal with when you're talking about adults that are going after you, but when you see this um, this skeevy, you know, the, the Nosferatu kind of vampirism that is all focused on children, um, because of course that is how they create their future. I mean, it's it's about creating a mindset. They have to recruit. They have to condition. And uh, and that's it. It's, I hate the conditioning part of it because it's the um, it's the first first level of molestation that that really just it, it ruins a person forever. Uh, yeah. And it, it seems like that's what's going on there. The guy's twisted presentation of the idea of a right to privacy. I was just appalled by, too. It was like, OK, so an idea, the California Constitution's right to privacy that was instituted to protect the individual or the families from government. You have now twisted to say that actually that. That right to privacy means the government will intrude upon the home, intrude on the relationship between parent and child to protect parent from child. That the right to privacy actually means the government stepping foot in your home effectively or metaphorically, at least. Um, it's completely twisted. I mean, these people are yeah, these are there are evil forces at play. Yeah. And so I guess I, I see what you're going where you went to with this, um, with the California example yeah. uh, compared to Long Island over here with this exercise in fifth grade, which, yeah, I, the 31 year old homosexual architect. All right. What what does that mean? Um, is that a is that a test of you know whether or not you yeah, I, I, what is that about? Do you need an architect or do you need a homosexual? Yeah. Or do you, now, I, but think it, of the it, limited information they gave in all of these people. You get like one or two traits about them, maybe a theoretical positive and a theoretical negative. And I think you're exactly right. I think the expectation is student will make a judgment, good or bad, on homosexuality 
and how to handle that child will then be assessed. I would assume. Right. Well, the 50-year-old musician previously addicted to cocaine. He's not addicted now. And in the next three months, he has no cocaine that he can find. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even the married couple, the wife is a an alcoholic. Uh, well, she's not going to be for the next three months. She's going to dry out pretty quick. And um, that might be a uh, that might be one hell of a ride for the people around her because she's not going to be comfortable. Um, but but still, what did they bring to the table? We don't know. I mean, sometimes it's easier to know what a person can do based on their age rather than what they're addicted to or had been in the past. But yeah, I like you said, look at all the conversation that's popped up from it, which is why I like things like this. I just think that. Um, I don't know too much about this teacher, but maybe she was just a little bit overzealous bringing that into a uh, classroom full of 10th graders. Do I we mean, know if it, oh, yeah. Ten, yeah. Uh, do we know if it was designed by the teacher or was this some exercise that came from somewhere else? Uh, let me see I'm here. Curious about that teacher too. has been pulled for assignment. The assignment was given to students Didn't say whether she, she did it herself. The students were asked who they would allow into a fallout shelter in the event of a nuclear attack and were given 10 options to choose from. Letter to families of the students. Uh, on Tuesday, the principal said that they have launched a full investigation into deeply inappropriate assignment, which included central office administration and substitute teacher will be provided. Uh, nothing about whether or not she created it. She probably got it off a line, offline. There's all ty- types of things like this all over the place. And um, I can see this being used. This is the kind of things that you would roll out in varying degrees, uh, very, you know, different variations in like team building exercises in corporate settings and all that you yeah. go on a you know a classroom retreat Dude, I, would, like I would be so nervous with this one in in the the business setting though or even if it was like in a college class or something where maybe it's a little more age appropriate but if you start having to evaluate people's sexual identities as a theoretical good or bad thing in the survival situation sure. uh, you're going to have a lot of people very angry at you very quickly it's true yeah. and they say that this game this exercise is most appropriate on a Saturday night with your friends. Uh, if you're, you know, hanging out in your backyard, you got a fire pit going on. Yeah, that's really where that's that's really where this is. Where are you going to do this? You can't you can't mention any HR would be all over this. So for for a ten year old, no. For a full grown person in a uh, in a professional environment, no. You're screwed on human resources level. So uh, she probably I don't know where the hell she found this, but it uh, it's just you got to do this with friends. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I suppose it is like playing cards against humanity at the workplace meeting or something like that. But if HR is bringing that themselves, they're really just setting a trap for you. It's really their fault at their at that point. Yeah. Well, uh, Matt, I got to thank you for so much for the time you spent with me tonight. It's been great to have you on. Of course. Uh, yeah. Now, I, I, I'm you and I are going to be hanging out on Sunday night. No, Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, my typical co-host, Blanche, she's off to a, a Japanese vacation for two weeks. Oh. In fact, they're leaving like as we speak. So um, so we'll have you fill in on the Sunday show and we'll uh, we'll run through the normal news topics as usual. Although I probably should have planned with you ahead of time because we've been doing this movie review bit for a little while now. And I know we had talked about maybe integrating some movie reviews. I should have planned ahead so we could do a movie review together. But well, I, don't I mean, know. We, yeah, we still got days. If, well, you, if you have a movie you want to review, you let me know. I'll watch the, it. It's all like done through our audience and stuff and they they vote. So the selection for what would be this Sunday was The Dark Knight. Um, oh. But I, 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 I said that I'd wait till Blonde came back. I think she wants okay. to. So I think we'll forego the movie bit. But 
Uh, but other than that, you know, we'll run the show as as uh, as normally as we usually would. Um, and uh, that's Sunday night, 9 Eastern over on my channel. Again, uh, you can try to find me on YouTube where I exist only in a ghost world. You can type out my long URL, which is impossible to spell, or you can take the simple route and just go to mattis.gay. Uh, Sunday night, 9 Eastern, you'll find Frank and me there. Mattis.gay dot com no that's <laughs> no. incredible you know yeah. um i'm 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 happy that worked out for you, oh, you see, never put it past the audience to do something creative and kind for you uh, and yeah. and they did they spend money on you and they also made it a lot easier for people to find you yep uh, i appreciate right. that guy out there very much he's a very kind soul well matt it's been great to have you on and until sunday night nine o'clock i will uh i hope you have a great week and let me know if there's anything i can i can uh, prepare for that evening sure i'll be in touch and uh, have a great rest of the stream all right take care man there goes matt hung hung hung